Y'all, Stages is now sponsored by BetterHelp, and I couldn't be more excited because I love therapy. So I encourage you, if you've had a tough year and a half, <laughs> why don't you give them a shot? You can find a therapist that you can connect with. Their resource is thousands of therapists well-trained and experienced. You can keep looking until you find someone that you click with. They have customized online therapy. They do offer videos, but they also offer phone and live chat sessions. So you don't even have to be seen. You can only be heard. What are you waiting for? Go to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P.com slash stages. And for our cast members, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash stages go 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 find your healing go find your happy stages podcast is sponsored by better help that's h-e-l-p hi i'm stephanie j block and i'm mary lee fairbanks welcome to stages podcast where we're bringing creation and connection to center stage i i almost 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 put my uh one of my dumb christmas sweaters on <laughs> you know just just for a vibe just for a mood you're a joy you go with a theme if we put a theme out there you are going full bore Here's what I know to be true about today's guest. She is a rare combination of light, talent, kindness, a freshness, and experience. She is joy-filled and welcoming, but she does speak um, hard truths when needed. She's family-focused, she's a mama, and continues to thrive in the entertainment business. She has found great success on Broadway, TV, voiceovers, and is one of the most sought-after concert artists because of all those qualities that I just listed. And when I first heard of Megan Hilty, it was um, in the early days of the Wicked scene, and she was described to me as a cupcake, a delicious cupcake, when they were describing her performance as Glinda, as well as her personality backstage. And it was true then, it's true now. She is so beautiful to look at. She's filled with genuine sweetness. She brings a smile to people's faces. And um, she's just a true dessert of a human being, people. But then I really got to know Megan, not just hear about her, but got to know her. And I found that she was very savvy beyond her years. And she was ambitious in the best of ways and inspiring um, and just full of great information. So again, like I said before, she's a rare, rare combination. And you probably just saw her, if you're a musical loving geek like me, on NBC live production of Annie with uh, Harry Connick Jr. And um, she, again, she was wonderful and gorgeous and everything you want her to be. So happy, merry, everything. Listeners, please welcome Megan Hilty. Megan Hilty to stage, please. Miss Megan Hilty to the stage. Oh my goodness. Why are you going to make me cry right at the beginning? <laughs> because truth does that to people. Listen, it makes us cry. Wait, you set the bar so high. Now I'm just going to disappoint for the rest <laughs> of our time Mama, together. You're going to fill those little oh. elf slippers more than you know. Megan, even the worst cupcake does not disappoint. Yeah. That's right. I mean, is it is it sad that that's the part that I was going to cry? Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, one of the You're most like delightful things human ever being. given to humans. Yeah, it might be my new goal. I want to be described as a cupcake. I really do. <laughs> I had a friend who used to call me a cannoli. <laughs> this is all of the same ilk, though, my friend. Are you seeing a pattern here? <laughs> that is a true, true, true compliment, especially in these days. Um, I wish there were more, you know, of you walking Cupcakes and cannolis. around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truly. Because um, your smile is real and you do carry the spirit of, for those that celebrate 
Christmas, we will be referring to that quite a bit. And those who celebrate other holidays, um, whether that is Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, the essence and the spirit of this sort of celebratory, joy-filled, love thy neighbor, you know, time of year, it rings true in all mm. of them. And that's what you carry with you. I mean, oh, thanks, friend. You're, you're one of the few people I think that has a year-round Christmas tree. I know. Isn't that obnoxious? No. Although um, we actually decorate it for and whatever holiday is coming up. I, I keep joking that the only reason why I did that was so that for Mother's Day, Brian would just cover it with pictures of me, uh, which he did and does. He does not disappoint. Come on. Um, yeah. It's did your love for each other when you guys were dating, was this a conversation about the love of the holidays? And did you kind of connect on that or uh, did you convert him? No, no, no. I feel like, um, I feel like it was there for both of us like, to begin with, but I think the two of us together, it became like a dangerous combination <laughs> because, um, uh, <laughs> there was no one to rein the other in. No. Right. And uh, our our wedding anniversary is on November 2nd. And the way that we uh, that we celebrate is that we get out all of the Christmas decorations and everything gets decorated inside and out. Um, so our decorations are up for a good two months of the 12 month year. You make it um, worth it. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, because, you know, uh, we're all out of town so much around the holidays for concerts and jobs and stuff like that. It's like, well, we want to enjoy it for as long as we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you booked solid this holiday season? This holiday season? No. Okay. No, I am not. Is um, that because of COVID? They're just not yeah, making any promises and, about dates? Yeah. And I mean, I think things are getting better. So like I, I'm optimistic that things might pop up. But you know what? If I'm not busy, that's okay too. It is okay. Like I'm uh, a... Yeah. I'm, I'm real, real cool with staying home and making gingerbread houses. But we have done the haul. We've done the eight shows a week. We've done the 16 shows straight during the holidays. Yes. Did that ever affect your mood or would you still be able to find the, you know, the fun and the joy and the, the goodness in the season? Or were you so pooped that you're like, humbug? No, no, no. I, I like... I love working over holidays and birthdays and all of the things. I just like being around people yeah. and, um, and the holidays just give us a reason to like show love for each other. So, I mean that it's, it was ideal to go to a stage door, you know, right, right. walk in a stage door, um, and, and see everybody and, and bring all the dumb treats and, you know, what's the best secret Santa gift you ever got? The best one we ever gave was signed headshots of us said, <laughs> I was the most proud of bringing those two. Look what I got <laughs> for secret you, Santa. glossy headshot. <laughs> Just saying you were always my biggest fan. Oh, that's oh hysterical. Gosh, that is hysterical. That is you know, hysterical. it's funny because I was the same way. I had all my Christmas gifts purchased by Thanksgiving. Yes, because yeah, I would have a massive Christmas party when my son was young. And, you know, even though it's cold here, I would have and my house is not big. I would have one hundred and thirty people, all of his friends. I would have all of his friends bring their siblings. And then I would have a gift for every child. Oh, my gosh. You every child Santa. had it. Yeah. Oh, and then Santa would come. And one oh. of my happiest memories was I'm downstairs. The party's raging. It was such a it was just so much fun. Love that it's and raging I'm with just oh. like 12 year olds or six year olds. Oh, no, no. Because all the parents come and all my friends okay. come. Oh, no, it's a party. And I would have this truck come and park in the driveway. all decorated with hot chocolate and, you know, booze. Oh, no. It, we went all out. Oh, so I was tiptoeing up the stairs and these three little kids were looking out the window and they, and one of them was like, guys, this is the real Santa. It's the real one. He comes here. They don't have one of those guys that fills in. He's the real one. And he comes every year because Mary Lee knows him. I was like, oh my God. It was like the, the biggest compliment I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. 
that's right. Oh my goodness. Because when I was little, it was, we had these huge family parties and it was such a wonderful memory for me of of those times and being surrounded by the excitement and the kids. And I wanted to recreate that for my son, who's an only. So I would just have this insane party, but yeah, people used to mock me because Thanksgiving I'm done. I'm already shopped and ready. And Absolutely. Yeah. Cause the same, same deal. Like when we were working so much between, uh, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, I, I wanted to have everything done by the time we took off and all, I wanted all the shipping done. I yeah, didn't want to be like right. stressed and sweating and spending a fortune on it's shipping. paying more for the shipping than actually what's inside the box. I yep, mean, yep, yep. yeah, oh, I do what, that. what we started doing years ago is for our nieces and nephews. Um, we would do like Christmas care packages instead of a Christmas present, we would do all like we'd give them the advent calendar, Christmas pajamas, uh, you know, like things to celebrate throughout the month because they're going to get tons of presents on Christmas or Hanukkah, you know, but to to get them ready, you know, like we thought that would be great for them to get at the beginning of the month and And just use use throughout. Yeah. Yeah, Get in the spirit. Was it like that when you were a kid? Was it a big deal in your house? Oh yeah. My mom just always decorate. She still does. She decorates everything and, um, just piles and piles. We, we didn't get a lot of presents like throughout the year. You know, it's not like my parenting where you get a present for, you know, saying yeah. thank you. I don't, but for Christmas, there was just, I just remember, you know, being lucky enough to have a big pile of presents for me and my sisters and the stockings. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah. My mom specifically really went out of her way. Okay. So best childhood Christmas gift you can remember. Um, a Barbie dream house. Well, yeah. I was obsessed with Barbies. And once I found out that um, we went to the bookstore and I found out that there was a Barbie magazine. And because of that magazine, I found out that the Barbies were worth a lot of money if you didn't open them. So I started just collecting them and not opening them. Give me an age. I need to know. How old yeah. were you just collecting and Oh my gosh, investing it must have been like future. nine or 10, you know. This and my, says so much to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you still have them? Because they're probably worth a fortune yes. now. My mother has them. She sent me some of them because she also started collecting dolls that like were associated with the characters that I would play. Like My Fair Lady, she went and got the Barbie. It's sure. still in the box. It's over there on the shelf, you know. So yeah, she, it, we have a, a doll collection, which this- I never, I, yeah, I don't even think of myself as like, as a collector, I guess, but, but um, this speaks to the savvy part that I was talking about, like well beyond her years, right? She sees something. She's like Barbie house. Wait a second. (laughs) Don't play with this. Save that plan that, that this could reap the benefits. Like that's how your beautiful brain works. At nine. Also like it stays so pretty in the box. Like that's how I, like I, it's just so Everything's just where it's uh, supposed to be, you know, like it's it's protected and something about that spoke to me. Mary Lee, favorite kid gift. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it was, I, I wanted to learn how to play the piano so, 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 so badly, but we couldn't afford a piano. So they got me an organ. And I think I was just as happy piano. So I would sit at the organ and sort of pretend it was a piano. So I think that was a was one of my favorite. Isn't gifts. the organ far more complicated than the piano? Um, not really. I mean, it's just on two levels. It's just on okay. two levels. But okay. um, I just think we didn't, you know, we didn't have the room in the house, and we didn't have the money to buy our piano. So they got me this little organ, which I then passed down to a cousin of mine when she wanted to learn to play. But I think that was a big one for me. What about you, Stephanie? This will also explain a lot. I asked for a Kermit and Miss Piggy puppet. Yeah. And they stayed on my hands for months, guys, like trying to brush my teeth with them. And I, I do, I do remember that that Christmas we, my sister and I slept by the mouth of the fireplace, the hearth of the fireplace to make sure, you know, that we could catch Santa giving the gifts. And literally I woke up and there was Kermit and Miss Piggy, like by my side, I was in sponge rollers, you know, cause we were going to oh. do church and all, you can just imagine little, whatever, seven-year-old mm-hmm. Stephanie. And that to me was like ultra magical because how in the world did you did not wake sneak- up? 
did I not wake up? Was I not dirty? Did they sneak right by me? And, and never did I think it was creepy. Like I know, I know, right. right? It's not creepy. This big man in big old black boots stomping around, but left a puppet by the sides of my head. That seemed okay to me back then. Yeah. 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 Loved it guys. (laughs) Loved it. How old are your kids, Megan? Uh, my son is four and my daughter just turned seven. So you got littles. Yeah. Yeah. She's in second grade and he's in preschool and, uh, they're now at the, at the same school. So like in, I guess the first week of September, we went and dropped them off after a year and a half of everybody being on top of each other in our little home. Yeah. And yeah. You can hear it. It's quiet. I know. Do you miss New York? And you know what? I miss being young and having money. In oh, New York. York. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and when I say money, I mean it, just without like, the worry of knowing how to pay the next bill. But yes, 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 yes yeah. Yes, being yes. gainfully employed right. and being young with <sighs> zero responsibilities and kind of New children. York encompasses yes. that. And yeah. I always miss New York um, at Christmas time during yeah. the holidays. You know, I'm obsessed with the uh, the Rockets Christmas Spectacular. Um, that always has to happen. When we moved uh, back out to Los Angeles, me and my husband uh, agreed that every year at, at during the holidays we have to go back to New York. Like that's mm-hmm. just the part of the deal of living here. Mm-hmm. And what brought you out there? What made you leave and go to California? The knowledge that we were going to have a second child. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing how difficult it was just to have one, and we also had dogs in Manhattan, so we mm. had like a lot of littles. That, you it was know, challenging. And in in New York, you know, you have to be out in the elements all the time, walking the dogs, getting the children anywhere, just out of the house. Um, and we just found that um, New York just uh, made it more challenging. It just made everything a little more challenging. It, yeah. it by nature, it makes everything more challenging, which is. Great, uh, but when you're young and you're and you have the energy and gainfully yeah. employed, and it's just yeah. you, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so we came back out here. We'd already lived here briefly before uh, when we were, ju- were first married, and um, yeah, it just kind of made sense to come out here. You are dominating the voiceover world. I well, I don't know if do, dominating is the world, but I'm working, which is like, so I about I want to say like 14 years ago, it was really important to me to to start chipping away and getting into this career, you know, because it's very different from stage work, film work. It's just a whole different world, and um, so I, I have a very specific agent who I've been with this entire time and we've just been chipping away and it's always been a really big priority. And what's crazy is that like all of these shows that I'm currently on, I've been working on for years, even though a lot of them just started like airing. So Megs, tell me, what is the time frame when you start voicing an animated project? You get in the studio, you do all that until the time we as an audience see it you know, either streaming or on the big screen? Yeah, it's crazy specifically with Netflix. I I have a show that just came out a couple months, is it a couple months ago now, Uh, called Centaur World. And um, with Netflix, they they release them in big bundles of episodes. And we we recorded 20 of them. Wow. um, And we didn't know how they were going to release them or when. Uh, And this was we started maybe two or three years ago to animate these shows. Each needs like a year. Um, oh my gosh. So, so when you're doing them in big clumps like that, it takes even longer because they all need to be ready to go instead of like episode by episode, you know, for like Disney or, or Nickelodeon or something like that, where, you know, every week we go in and we record. And and for Centaur World, it was the same way. And and real old school with Centaur World because um, the core cast actually went into the studio together oh, and wow. recorded together, which it doesn't happen a lot anymore. Well, now I don't, I would die for another <laughs> one of those sessions because I don't, I don't know when that'll be. 
When you watch it, do you find that there is a difference? You can feel a different chemistry and pacing and energy when you watch like Centaur World and say, oh yeah, I can hear all of us in the same room and reacting to each other's readings as opposed to laying down all your lines by yourself in a sound booth? You know, I don't know. All I have is like my sense memory of doing it and I just enjoy it so much Uh that like, I don't know, I don't know that I can really separate myself that much to really notice a difference goodness I hope there isn't a difference like too much (laughs) well that's true too right you don't Um, want the product to uh, seem different but just but just like watching them and what's really interesting is you know anytime I do something on camera it's really difficult for me to watch myself or to you know to sit there and it's just I pick apart so many things but with animation I'm like just sit there and enjoy it there's nothing, there's none of those dreaded like, oh, my hair or my skin or what's my face doing or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, you know, I get to be a creative person and not worry about all the physical stuff. <laughs> but I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're even cast in a lot of these voiceover um, sessions or parts as the lighthearted, the bright-sided, the happy buoyant voice and southern cupcake. i play a lot oh, of southern. southern yeah i play a lot of cupcakes and cannolis <laughs> yeah. a lot of cupcakes right so without even the visual like what is percolating inside of you is then translated through your voice and then onto the screen so that's again kind of an amazing calling card and and compliment at the same time well you know what i'm just going to take that as a compliment and say thank you i'm glad <laughs> Do you have, um, have you been recognized where you'll just be walking around, not, not because of your face or who you are in smash or otherwise, but has somebody just been like, why do I know your voice? No, I, I don't, I had one instance. It was, she knew that I was like in the industry, but she, she, and because I had a mask on, she was Uh like, she was like, your voice is so is so familiar. And I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, I sound like a lot of people's sisters. One of the highlights of the last couple years was when I was reading to my, um, my daughter's class on Zoom. And one of the kids was like, I love Holly Darlin so much. From Trollstopia, From Trollstopia, right? yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was so like, oh, I feel like a rock star. Oh. <laughs> With Smash, that's a different body of fan. That oh, yeah. is, they're fervent, they're <laughs> loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, they will take you down oh, if you say anything anti-Smash. They're a, an amazing force of, the, of They're people, waiting the for Smash, the sequel the to come fans, back yes. or the prequel or the movie. Like they need an extension of that show. Guys, and we've the, been off the air for about eight, eight years, maybe that's more. That's shocking to me. And, and like the questions, the daily questions about the, when you is know, it what's back? happening next is like, guys, we've been gone. I know you can like stream it and all that jazz, but we've been gone. Like, well, why, why did they end it if it was such a huge hit? I mean, I thought it was a really well, fun show. I, so much I mean, fun. There's a myriad of of things, and and honestly, like to understand what the requirements of a network, you know, weekly um, musical TV show. show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do know we were very expensive. I um to to create that like caliber of like musical performances and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and the locations and the cast. I mean, like it was it was a very expensive show, and to be on. Uh, on network television that isn't like an HBO, you know, like we needed, our numbers needed to be like every single person in, in America watching it live, like not even DVRing Mm -hmm. it. This was before, this was right before like the binging, you know, the thing happened in streaming for sure. Um, uh, and, And it's, it's funny because girls was the big hit at that time and their numbers were a fraction of ours but because they were HBO? on HBO like they have a different standard mm-hmm. and they're they're able to you know right. operate on a different different level right. but that is not acceptable for NBC you know an hour long drama yeah the standards are just yeah. different so uh, the the i mean this is this is all my speculation again this is way above my pay grade experience, to understand experience lady but. you're speaking from experience 
And that was a Bob Greenblatt production, yes? Oh, yes. He was our lead producer on 9 to 5 The Musical. Mm-hmm. I believe at that time, was he, I might get the title wrong, the president of Showtime? Is that right? Uh, yeah, he was... I think president is correct. He was the head. He was okay. Like, let's uh, let's say that guy at, at Showtime, and, and then he moved to Universal NBC. Yeah, mm. and Smash was actually Spielberg's idea, um, oh. and he brought it to Bob while he was uh, at Showtime. And when Bob moved to NBC, he took the project <sighs> with him. Um. So Spielberg is a true musical theater fan. Oh, I mean, with yeah. Smash and now West Side Story, and yeah. I didn't know that. From so what much. I from what I understand, his his initial um, I hope I I believe he he's been very open about this. the The initial pitch for Smash was you know like basically like every week they're working on a new musical, and then that musical like is on Broadway or something like oh. that. Like right. that's not quite feasible, but we could do this, you know. Right. Uh, but he's a huge uh, theater fan, <sighs> musical theater in particular. Thank goodness. That was another great Christmas gift for me. Is when E. T. was out, and they the stuffed animals came out. And oh was, yeah. Oh come on. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's Steven a good stuffed animal. Stork. Yeah. Thank you for E.T. But yeah, you can't <laughs> mount a whole musical in one week, especially when you have to learn it and film it and record it. And, oh, you're oh talking gosh. loco, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> Again, I could be getting the the time frame wrong. He might just be like at the e- end of each season. That actually might be what he was going for. But even then, Maybe. I mean, that's kind of. That's still that's shoot for lot. the stars. Yeah. You yeah, got yeah, a, yeah. a lot of work that goes into these shows. Was that but. one of your greatest career highs? Like oh. doing numbers, did it feel like what you would envision old MGM or Century 21, 20th, not Century 21, <laughs> that you're selling a house or buying a really great dress off the rack? 20th it's century. Just like Century 21, it's closed now. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you feel like an old Hollywood movie musical star doing that? It was a dream. Like it was a dream doing specifically those musical numbers on camera because, I mean, Say what you will about the drama that's reported, you know, ab- above us. We had the greatest time on set. Like mm. the the actors and actresses that I worked with, the crew was amazing. I mean, like we just had the time of our lives, like filming that stuff. That I remember specifically. Let's be bad. Um, we spent a whole day doing it because it was epic. There were so many moving parts to it. And we just did it over and over and over and over. And I remember all of us legitimately going like excited to do it again, you know, Uh, like so fun. Just could have done it. Yeah. Forever. It was, how did that role come to you? Um, well, it was during pilot season and, um, I was out here in Los Angeles and, uh, and the script came up and it was like, this is kind of too good to be true. You know? <laughs> and I noticed that like, uh, that Ivy was a triple threat and I was like, Oh, I foresee a <laughs> giant disastrous dance call that like, I don't want any part of, but, and I ended up just putting myself on tape with the casting director out here. And luckily, um, I, I had spent some time developing this little one woman show called Megan Hilty sings the blondes. Um, and it was all songs like written or made famous by blonde people. And so I had this like Marilyn Monroe gentlemen prefer blondes, medley so I just took some of that and put it in there and they had me they had me do the like sing to the camera happy birthday Mr. President that must have been really you know. fun well <laughs> we put it out there horrifying so, I know always action. disappointing it's not good <laughs> it'll it'll disappoint you like it, it just whatever you think it is live there So I know that you already have one holiday album out there, but I'm wondering if because Christmas is so special to you, if you will record another one. I'd love to do one, but they're just so expensive. And I don't know if it made if it makes sense and there was like a giant pile of money somewhere to do it with. It it doesn't even have to be that big, but I sure we sure had a lot of fun making the one that we have, though. My you got to be crazy is, proud of it because it's so oh, great. And we did it live. Like we we is that went the to this. Uh, no, um, no, it was at uh, the Carriage House, which is this 
um, this really like, it's kind of famous, like, especially for their drum room, especially like, apparently a lot of really famous drummers go and like record their tracks there because there's something about the acoustics hmm. with all this like old reclaimed wood, you know, around the, it's really cool. It's basically, I mean, carriage house is not like a, a super clever name. It's an actual like old barn that they made into a recording studio and there's an apartment up above. So you can like hang out and, you know, stay multiple nights or weeks or whatever. And, um, but me and my band, we're all so tight knit that like we, we, we well, married kinda... to one of them. Oh yeah. My husband is, uh, <laughs> Brian Gallagher is, get. um, yes, I'm particularly fond of, um, <laughs> and he plays guitar and, uh, and then everybody else is like our best friends. And right. so, um, we all recorded together, which was, so fun because everything else, you know, you record, everybody's in isolation, you know, but for, for this, we all got to do it together. It was important to me that we did that for the Christmas album because the holidays in general, for me, it's so much about nostalgia mm -hmm. and, um, and so, and feeling like you're at home. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted it to, f I always want things like our shows to feel like you're in our living room. And I'm just, I just happen to be wearing a sparkly dress. So that was really important that we were all actually together, this group of people that genuinely loves and adores each other, doing these arrangements that, you know, essentially everybody had a piece in, in contributing to. Um, yeah, I, I just, I look back on that so fondly. If I could recreate that, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Do you have a favorite track? Um, I always, I... I mean, we titled it Merry Little Christmas because, you know, that it just seemed to, I think that's my favorite. I think mm -hmm. that's my favorite. I'm looking at Brian Gallagher for validation. Um, yeah. Um, we did a cover of River, too. Oh, did you see oh, yeah. River, and the, that's right. Oh, the yeah. warmth. There's that, beautiful warmth on that track. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, thanks. I, yeah, I was really, I was really proud of, of yeah, maybe that's my favorite. Let's go with that. That's my I'm favorite. gonna go with that too. I concur. So <laughs> Brian may feel one way, yeah. but your, you know, your sister wife friend is like, yes, river's pretty special. Yeah. River, river, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. They're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Oh I wish I had a river. I could skate away But it don't snow here It stays pretty green Gonna make a lot of money And then I'm gonna quit this crazy scene Oh, I wish I had a river Could skate away I wish I had a river so long I would teach my feet to fly I wish I had a river I could skate away Absolutely gorgeous. What a great rendition. I'm going to download it as soon as we hang out. You are on TikTok now. That's a mm -hmm. kind of a new recent thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. What's yeah. the time investment um, on something like that? Yeah. Like, TikTok feels like a full-time job. It does. It does. Now we're much older than you, right? So we do feel like the old ladies are like, that's not, this first of all, that's not social true. platform yeah. is hard and lots of work. <laughs> Yes. So I have hired people to help me with it. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I have a real, lo real love, hate relationship with social media emphasis yeah. on the hate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't, I, for my personality, I cannot look at it. Yeah. It's uh, a minefield. Because any of the comments, any of the posts that even my friends make, it ends up making me feel bad. It feels as if it is, the whole thing is designed to make me feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it is, 
I'm just saying that I have acknowledged that my personality type and my headspace is not okay with being on social media. That being said, it is essential for uh, business. For business, it just is. And so I, I knew that I needed to be on it and that I needed help. And so I have uh, amazing help with it. And uh, at the beginning of every month, we get together and we curate. You know, they have excellent ideas on what to do, and I kind of tell them what, like, how I would do it, Right. you know, so it's not totally like, you know, I'm not just going to do things that don't make sense for- Right. They're not shaping you into someone that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's authentic. It feels- Yeah. See, I wouldn't have known. So they're doing their job well because it feels very authentic and very you. So um, you're doing it to protect yourself. And I, I mean, you- for somebody to know themselves that well, to say, I have the constitution to put up with this much, but this I cannot do or else, you know, it just yeah. not debilitates because we're all stronger than that, but it affects me in a way that isn't positive. Yeah. It doesn't serve you. So you release it. Are there yeah. other parts of your life where you're like, I can't do that. So I'm going to protect myself in this way. And that's the way it's going to happen for my life. Oh, I, I feel like that's just... As I've gotten older, that it, that's just become clearer and clearer. The things that are not good for me and my emotional slash mental well being. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, you as 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 I get older, I realize that there's just no time for the nonsense, mm-hmm. and uh, and I cannot invest any of my time or energy in things that are not putting out positive things in the world and mm-hmm. affecting me in a and, and my family in a positive way. So, right. um, so I think just naturally, like a lot of things have been filtered out <laughs> throughout the years. Where will you stand with your kids on telephones and social media and all that stuff? That's tough. It's really tough. Um, uh, as with everything with my kids, we will talk extensively about it. It will mm-hmm. be an ongoing conversation that we navigate just like everything else. We talk about everything. And that I'm going to be very, very honest with them about too, that it's, in my opinion, it's, it's not real. Everything is a curated version of what people want you to see of their lives. Edited and and it is not yours. Once you put something online, no matter what it is, you do not own it anymore. Facebook Mm. owns it or Google owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the kids actually aren't that they, they're never on Facebook. Um, right. and, and they're really drifting away from Instagram. They do their Snapchat cause it's private and it's just between them and their friends. We were worried about, cause my son's 16 now mm. we gave him a phone when he was, I think 12 or 13, but it was mostly because like, if he's at school or here or there, I wanted him to be able to reach and any, like if he wanted to go on any kind of social media, I had to be on it. And I would always check his stuff and check all his friends and all of that stuff. But I find he did, they don't even use it. They, they don't even care about it. They just do Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat though is frightening to me because it disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but seconds. it also doesn't because you can always take a screenshot of somebody's Snapchat. Oh golly. That's mm-hmm. true. Nothing, nothing disappears. Right. Nothing disappears. That's and it's true, the true. same thing that my mom always said to me when, when I was growing up, you know, if you don't, if you're not comfortable with whatever you're doing being plastered on the front page of the New York Times, don't do it. And it's even more true now because these images don't go away, even yeah. with the Snapchats. It's, it's a false sense altered. of security thinking that it goes away because anybody can take a screenshot of, of it and, and post it anywhere. Yeah. Nothing, nothing goes away. So I want to go back to Christmas for one second. Do you do big family things with like all your siblings and everything? And if you do, how did that work out last year? What did you guys do? We normally go to Seattle for my mom's for Thanksgiving every year. Like that's, that's always been the holiday that we're all together on. And Christmas, everybody kind of ends up kind of doing their own thing. Um, But, uh, and last year, yeah, we we made it work. We we had an outdoor Thanksgiving with a couple of friends that we kind of bubbled with, you mm-hmm. know, and um, so that we were still around people and we were being safe and we scheduled Zoom sessions, mm-hmm. you know, to enjoy certain 
things throughout the day, you know, to make us feel connected to the family and stuff. I think if there's one thing that COVID has brought, it's that you, you've learned to really appreciate the moments with other people that you choose to be and spend your time with, and that you choose to share your, your moments and yourself with. And I think that's definitely something that COVID has, has brought. It's brought, it's made those moments really special. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And now it's time for the five questions. If you could go back to your teenage self, what advice would you give her? I'd say, hey, take it easy. Take it easy on yourself. Hmm. I, w- I, I, was, uh, I was really, really excellent at self-sabotage and, and making myself feel like I wasn't worthy of any of the things that I was actually actively a part of. Mm -hmm. And it's still, it's still something that I battle, you know, but like, it's way less now than it was when I was, I panicked all the time. I always, I always had that, I suffered from that, um, the imposter syndrome. Yeah. The imposter syndrome. I was always like, who's at any moment, somebody's going to tap me on the shoulder and say, who let you in here? So Megan, if we were to walk into your closet, is there a, a piece of clothing or an item that holds so much memory to you that you will never, ever get rid of it? There's a ring that my husband had made for me um, that has me and my kids' uh, birthstones in it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, uh, it's so precious that I don't want to lose it. <laughs> it's one of those things that like, I want everybody to see it, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose it. Okay, so you're kidnapped yes. and you have one phone call to make to your husband uh-huh. and you have to say something without telling him you're in trouble. You have to signal that you need help. What is it that you'd say? <laughs> that he knows say, you're in trouble. He would know, say, oh, this Christmas is not This is off this year. <laughs> it's canceled. And he'd be like, no, something's really wrong. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> great. Bring it back around. Um, <laughs> Okay. If you could have any other skill or talent, otherworldly, whatever it may be, what would that skill be? I I would want to be like a really, really awesome chef. Um, I would, I, I love to cook. I'm, I'm not particularly great at it or anything, but I, I love to feed people and I love, and so I would, I would really, really love to be excellent at it. That's the first time somebody said that. Yeah, that's a good one. Last question. If you were a nail polish color, Mm. what color would you be and what would it be called? Guys, this is the toughest question because Mm. anybody who's ever gotten a mani-pedi knows that it is excruciating to, to like, to commit to a color, (laughs) to to commit to one color that's going to go with everything and be fun and wonderful. Uh, I'm going to, you know what the, I'm going to go with a burgundy because, um, because it's classic. It's, uh, it, it really can go with everything and it's not just nude wine o'clock or, um, (laughs) Or uh, it's uh, <laughs> t- time for wi- wine time. Uh, wine time. Wine time. I, I, my vote is wine o'clock. That's wine o'clock. Amazing. <laughs> How about wine not? Megan Hilty, you're a delight. Thank you for your time. We hope you have a beautiful holiday. And I just hope I get to see you, Brian, and the whole family soon enough where we're safe and can actually hug and, you and too, be. You friend. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on and spending the time. Will you send us a picture of your uh, decorated house when everything's up? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can't wait to see it. Okay. Yeah. It's like watching the Hallmark channel. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's just, it's just a lot. (laughs) Okay. I love you. Goodbye. Bye friends. Coming up next, what struck a chord with us right after a word from our sponsor. Stages podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Our theme song says, love where you are now, but sometimes we all need a little help. I've learned from therapy and in my yoga practice that growth comes from challenges. A good therapist can help you reframe the way you look at a challenge and your life. And BetterHelp can provide you with a therapist that give you some tools to navigate. They offer customized online therapy, either on video or phone chat sessions. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can reach a therapist in under 48 hours. And right now, Stages cast members get 10% off their first month with BetterHelp, so don't wait. Remember, when you support our sponsors, you support Stages Podcast. So log on to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash stages, and love where you are now. I am so happy because it's Christmas, because it's Christmas, and we have the perfect guest for Christmas. And here's what I love about Stephanie. She turns everything into a song. Yeah. You pretend like you're Bahamba, but you drag up the 15 boxes of stuff, you put up the trees, you send out the card, so you can't you can't fool me. I don't send out the card. I have not sent out a card in probably three years. I don't know what happened. I just was like, one day I'm not doing cards anymore. Can't do it. But I do. I, I do. I'm thoughtful about gifts and stuff. I don't know. You know what it is with me? It's like, takes my engine a long time to heat up now. That's what it is. Oh. I used to just turn the engine, Christmas engine on. There would be decorations in every room, every corner, every hallway, everywhere you looked, everything you touched had sparkles on it. Now you get a tree and a few other tasteful things scattered, but nothing big. Like I actually put three full boxes of ornaments back in my basement this year. I didn't. You think the engine is just different because, um, Seb, Santa doesn't come down the chimney anymore because Seb has grown. And so that sort of changes the whole Christmas environment and, and energy in your home. I do. I think that's a big part of it. I think it's really fun when the kids are little because you're sort of living vicariously through them and everything's so amazing. And now it's just like, oh God, more stuff I got to clean. You know, that's sort of what it feels like. But you don't have to worry about that until January. Right now, it's it really just feels like we're in the heart of it. But that goes back to Megan because, again, Megan's not just celebrating like for three weeks or four weeks. We got her Christmas card. It may not have even been December. It could have been November the 30th. And her card was the very first one. They usually do a adorable family photo shoot sometime, you know, in September or October. And there's a handwritten note on the back of the card. So... I think when you do have that engine and the preparation a month in advance, whether you're buying the gifts or getting your Christmas card ready, or it just fuels you in a way I certainly know because the effort's real. You can't pretend yeah. you, you just wiggle your nose and all this stuff. Right. Comes. Oh no, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot. So I do say if, if I'm going to do it the way I love to do it and, and experience it day in and day out, it needs to be up for a good six weeks. You yeah. Know, I don't have to hit the two month mark, but right. let me enjoy it for the effort that's put in. What are you going to do? Are you going to see family? And, and are, you know, it's been a while since um, Sebastian's family has come together and his mom has a beautiful home, like a retreat in Sedona, Arizona. Cool. So we're all Can I come? <laughs> yes. yeah. We're all going there. We've already made sure we wrote Santa the note that, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to be here. We're going to be in Arizona, and hopefully, he'll follow the brightest star that you. And does Vives have cousins uh, like around the same age? Oh, she that's has, so lovely. She's got one that's just a month older than her. Um, oh, that's so perfect. Younger brother Alessandro has a, a really sweet daughter named Milena, and they're just one month apart. That's so she's perfect. A, a dear friend and playmate when we're all together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. We're going to go to Florida and get some sunshine and some sand in the toes. And we're meeting some friends down there. And my mom's going to come this year, which is really fun because she doesn't usually come. So this year she's coming and I'm really happy about that. It's great. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. You're going to Sandy Claus. Yeah. Should I sing it? Uh, No, but I am going to play your Christmas song that just came out. Oh, thanks. Fall on your knees, 
Wow, Steph, it's really so beautiful. And just so everyone knows, we can go to Apple or Spotify and you can purchase it there. And I'll put a link down below in the podcast description as well for Megan's song too. Oh, thanks. A label actually picked it up. So it should be on the airwaves. So, you know, if you're driving around town, um, we, we may, you know, infiltrate your car and I hope that you enjoy it, but it really is. It's one little piece of the album that's yet to come, you know, Christmas future next year will bring the entire album. I love it. I can't wait. Thank you. Merry, happy everything. When we connect with you again, it's going to be 2022. What the future is that year? That that number actually freaks me out. That's crazy. I have an idea though for everybody listening. Let's do one random act of kindness and then you can text us or drop us a note about what your random act was and maybe we'll pick a couple and read them. I think Oprah used to do something like that where she would give people $1,000 in a camera. I don't know if it was Oprah. It was somebody. All they had to do was spend the $1,000 on someone else and then film their reaction. And I was like, I would love to spend my Christmases doing that. Isn't that the greatest idea? Well, I like that idea a lot. Me too. Okay. Have a beautiful holiday. You too, Steph. You too, my friend. And to everybody out there, I hope you have a wonderful holiday filled with lots of laughs and joy and happiness and peace. And we will see you in a couple weeks. So if this episode resonated with you, please follow, subscribe, and share. You can always find us at stagespodcast.net. A big thank you goes out to our assistant and doer of all things technical, Saren Cho. Thank you to Noah Kaiserman and Garrett Healy for our beautiful original music. Melanie Von Trapp for our Stages Podcast logo. Brock Grenfeld, our sound engineer. And Allison Arns, our PR and social media expert. And thank you, our cast members, for joining us today. We hope you come back next week. <laughs>